Hello. Welcome to the podcast, Process Theology, which explains how it is that everything is in the process of becoming, even God, and you are the means by which God does so. You are significant. My name is Daniel, and I am the host of of this podcast. Okay, we have now examined four religions. Hinduism, Judaism, Buddhism, and Christianity. And now comes the fifth, quote, religion. The religion of Islam. Now, some would question whether Islam is, in fact, a religion. Be that as it may, there is no denying that Islam has spread throughout the world and greatly impacts almost 2 billion people throughout the world. So why is this the difficult religion for me to address? When one looks at what Hinduism has to offer us, she offers the concept of monotheism, the identicality of self, and Brahma, or God, or Allah, or Yama, and the concept of eternal life of the soul. So far, there doesn't seem to be much in the way that Islam would radically change such perceptions. And then came Judaism that acted as a bridge, the bridge going over the chasm between the East and the West, allowing a roadway by which the concepts of monotheism and the soul could travel in its march over to the West. Again, not that much difference in terms of what Islam has to tell us. And then there is Buddhism which introduced the concept of not tolerating suffering. Well, here, Islam and Buddhism stand starkly one against the other. Because suffering is experienced 
to the extreme. When one has one's hands or feet chopped off. And suffering is experienced to the supreme extreme when one is thrown off the top of a building because one has a different perception of sexual desires. And suffering is experienced to the extreme when a daughter is killed, sometimes in vicious ways, to protect one's, quote, honor. Well, that's not the end of it. Suffering is experienced to the extreme. Excuse me. When one has a religious perception, but is forced by the sword to convert to a different religious perception one has never agreed with. And then there's the case of female genitalia mutilation. Oh, I could go on and I could go on. And it is for these reasons, amongst many others, that this is a difficult subject for me to address. Process theology says we are all souls, not the body. Panentheism says we are all located within the causative force. And what happens to us, the misery and suffering we experience, goes directly into the causative force and is directly felt by the causative force. And then there's Christianity. Love one another unconditionally. The message is not love only heterosexuals. The message is not consider males to be superior to females. The message is not beating, stoning women who may have committed adultery. No. The message is love one another. And process theology says 
all the suffering, all the trauma we experience in life goes back into the causative force herself. And it is these actions which I have just discussed which makes this a difficult topic for me to address. But address it I must because there is no denying Islam is a major factor creating ambiences within our society and upon this earth. And as we get ready to step into space, if we continue to embrace such actions, we will carry the suffering, the intolerance, the hatred into the far reaches of space. Excuse the interruption. I just want to interject a quick thought into this podcast. And that is that some of you, as you progress through the podcast, may find it becoming confusing. And I want to remind you that the initial podcast, beginning with Season 1, Episode 1, provides the basic fundamental understanding of process theology. And if you are becoming confused or finding the podcasts incomplete, you may want to refresh your memory by going back to episode one, season one. With that, Let's continue with our podcast. And I do not understand how that could be a positive ambience to drag with us as we approach other intelligent life forms in space. But let's look at the primary message of Islam. Islam, 500 AD. What new concept has Islam firmly established within society? Islam has established the concept that justice will not be denied. That concept does fit in to the ideas of process theology, process reality, and panentheism, 
For if justice is not to be denied, that means the soul, which is eternal and returns to the causative force, will find itself having to experience justice for the actions it created under the influence of free will. So let's ask the first question of Islam. What does the conceptual framework of Islam have to offer us? We're going to use a quote from the Dictionary of the Philosophy of Religion by William L. Reese, page 349. The same reference book we used for Hinduism, Judaism, Buddhism, and Christianity. And in the Dictionary of Philosophy and Religion, Reese has stated, quote, Islam. The term means submission to God. The faith is characterized by an exclusive monotheism, the worship of Allah as the one true God, and Muhammad as the greatest of the prophets. Depending upon the degrees of one's faithfulness, and purity, one falls into the tortures of hell or feasting. The duties, payment of 2% poor tax, the ethical impulse of the movement would seem to have been powered more by justice than mercy. So, What do the Muslims bring to the world? Well, as do Jews, Buddhists, and Christians, they continue the spread of the Hindu ideas of monotheism, the soul, the eternal life. Their worldwide influences reaches over 2 billion Muslims in the world. In addition, They bring a commitment to the Buddhist struggle against suffering, and they bring something new into the total picture. Muslims bring the idea of justice as a part of not only this life, but the life to follow. Justice the idea of fair treatment and due reward in the afterlife, implies being responsible for one's actions in this life. What does this idea of justice do for a causative force? The idea of fair treatment and due rewards in the afterlife suggests that we have a responsibility in this life. It suggests that we all have a responsibility, and we must all determine just what that responsibility is. However, since we are all significant, 
Since we all have a responsibility, we must respect each person's attempt at accomplishing the responsibility each feels they have as individuals. We have no right to interfere with a person's journey in this life, as long as that journey does not interfere with the journey of others. Justice will be meted out by a force far greater, both in power and understanding, than ourselves. Justice will not be denied. Justice will be enforced in the life beyond this one. This whole concept of justice being a part of the afterlife releases releases us of the socially time-consuming burden involving agonizing over the just sentences in a transgression. It would cause us to look at how to rectify the situation and how to prevent its happening to anyone in society again. This brings us to question two. What does the conceptual framework of Islam imply about the universe within which we live? Islam tells us, beware, justice will prevail. It may or may not come in this universe, but either way, it will come in the afterlife, in eternity. Hinduism brings us the concept of a causative force, an eternal soul, and the connection of the two. Judaism spreads the idea to the West. Buddhism brings us the idea that suffering does not and must not be tolerated. Christianity tells us to love one another, which is the first step to eliminating suffering. Islam tells us to take the concept of eliminating suffering seriously. For although justice may not prevail here on earth, there will be no escaping it in eternity. Buddhism for enlightenment, Christianity with love, Islam to avoid the repercussions, all point towards the same idea, working to eliminate suffering. Islam, as well as the rest, does not imply these ideas are earthly ideas. They are absolutes. They do not lack qualifiers. We have no right to say justice should apply in one case, but we will overlook it in another case. In other words, they are universal ideas which we take with us 
as we travel throughout our universe. Under Islamic perceptions, in eternity, justice will prevail. You will face justice in regards to how well you met your responsibilities in your journey through physical life. But justice implies judgment. And who would be willing to judge knowing they would have to face the results of bad judgment calls as well as good ones in the hereafter? Who will do the judging if it may imperil them in terms of their personal eternal state of being? Perhaps we should stop putting our fellow souls in jeopardy by calling them to judge. Perhaps it is time to eliminate in our present life forms the concept of judging. How do we do this and still protect journeys for which we all have responsibility? We could do so by accepting the Islamic concept that justice will prevail. We could start leaving justice to eternity. Now, individual actions will not be examined in order to bring justice, but rather to right wrongs. In order to prevent harm from being inflicted inflicted upon other journeys, Accepting the Islamic belief that justice will prevail implies we would move from judging journeys to protecting journeys. We would move from being judgmental to rectifying wrongs imposed upon journeys to protecting others from having their personal journeys infringed upon the universe would now experience a non-judgmental traveler, namely humanity. This brings us to question two. How do the concepts of Islam reinforce the concept of panentheism, process theology, process reality, Islam establishes the idea that justice is so important an issue, it will not be denied. Reinforcing panentheism? Absolutely. For what better way to ensure justice than to make the causative force so big, omnipresent, that there is no way of escaping her justice. A causative force being so large, panentheistic, that all suffering stays within her, is felt by her. Causative force being so intent on reducing pain She intervenes and plants a seed, an idea, in the minds of people on earth to change the tendency of 
generating such trauma, such suffering. The seed is love. To plant this seed, she is believed by huge numbers of people to have sacrificed something very dear to her. Panantheism raises these ideas to a new level of significance and understanding, for now the idea of suffering and love becomes something felt by, impacted upon, the causative force herself. Under panentheism, there is nowhere else for the repercussions of the actions of suffering and love to go but into the causative force herself. So much is being said about suffering and love, but what about justice? What about Islam? Islam reinforces it all. Islam introduces the need for each individual to strive to eliminate suffering. Islam reinforces the idea of the need to love one another unconditionally. Islam says that you will have to face the realization of the impact your actions had upon others in life. You will have to face the realization of the impact your actions had upon the causative force herself. Justice will not be denied. Justice will not be denied is a concept so strongly sensed by almost a billion people that it has become the core concept of their faith. A billion people so sure of this concept that the idea of it not happening becomes something they cannot fathom. If Islamic beliefs are absolutes, they leave only one option open for a causative force. And that is the size of true omnipresence, all-presence. As such, there would be no escaping justice, for there would be nowhere else for the soul to go after life but into the arms of a waiting causative force. The implication? Think long and hard about your actions. You alone are responsible for them. Thank you for joining me today. In the meantime, remember to stand strong, stand tall against the forces in society that want to reduce you to mere flesh and blood in order to dominate you and subjugate you, when in fact you have a spark of the divine within you. And it is that spark of the divine which is made in the image of God. You are made 
in the image of God, you must have significance. And in fact, you must be significant. How could it be otherwise? This is Daniel signing off. Peace.